Welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. This is the podcast all about Black-ass spirituality, honoring our ancestors, honoring ourselves, and decolonizing our spiritual practices, decolonizing our spiritual traditions on our path to freedom and abundance and wellness and all the things that we deserve. I'm your host, Juju, and I am a medium. I'm a hoodoo practitioner. I'm an Orisha devotee, and I'm an all-around theologian i love religion and i'm also a minister i said this in the last episode but it was towards the end um but i got my easy you know reverend passed the license (laughs) i'm an ordained minister so now i am reverend pastor juju if you're nasty that's my name on twitter too reverend pastor juju anywho Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Looking forward to this Black History Month episode, our last one. We only had two, but this is this is our second one. This is our last one. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Miss Mary Ellen Pleasance. But we, let's just get into the show. It's another week, another Juju week. Praise God. We're here together. Praise God. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say. And I'll never get played. I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make them stay. Cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I give them everything that they gave me, yeah. So I can't be stopped. Manifested everything, give me props. I'm spiritually rounded while I'm on the top. My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop, drop. If you would like to keep up with the conversation being had on this podcast, I sound like T with Queen and Jay. Hey, y'all. That's my, that's my show. T with Queen and Jay podcast. That's my show. (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't like listening to the episodes because then that means it's over. Anyway, if you would like to keep with the conversation, hashtag ALJ pod, hashtag a little juju podcast, hashtag juju bag. And see who else is listening, create community within that hashtag. I feel like if we all used these hashtags, you know, people are probably asking similar questions or things that come up in the podcast. I think that would be cool to like, you know, we could all see, oh, who's listening? Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm imagining some type of community. I don't know. But do the hashtags. If you're interested in reaching out to me, wanting to bring me to your school, some type of workshop, some type of anything, you can hit me up on my website. It's jujubay.com and reach out. A few people have reached out. Like I said, some panels. I got some school stuff coming up, some healing events. I just had a healing event in Baltimore um, with with Coco Alexa, my friend who's a, a local tarot reader and reader. Uh, hey girl, if you're listening. Uh, so yeah, hit me up on my site. Loving, loving that for me. And what else? I think that's it. Oh, you know what I want to talk about? Honey, 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 honey. So this podcast, 
as a lot of you all know, has grown very quickly. And I'm almost shook, I think, at the amount of listeners, <laughs> you know, just even looking and seeing how many people tune in or have listened to certain episodes. Like the first episode having 22,000 listens, like still, that's kind of a lot. It seemed like, <laughs> that seems like a lot. And just 37,000 listeners overall and listeners being in different countries and it's just in states it's amazing I'm saying this I'm dropping these stats because I want to talk about sponsorship um because I want you to get your bag okay what I said this on Twitter if you have a spiritual business If you have some kind of something, please reach out to me if you want to sponsor an episode of the show. If you want me to do a a review on Instagram, like 37,000 people is listening to, to this and that number continues to grow. Ain't no reason that you're trying to get up, if you're trying to get up your clientele, You know, you have to put yourself out there. You know, you have to invest in your business, invest in your brand, invest in whatever it is that you're trying to do. And this is a really good platform to do that. I'm not just saying that because, you know, I'm I'm trying to just get to my bag, even though, of course, I am. But I want us all to get to our bag. So there is no reason you are listening to this podcast and you have a thing and you have not reached out to me. I mean, unless you can't, like, handle a, a good amount of orders coming from this. But, you know, I don't take... I don't take offers to be a guest on the show right now because I still have a list of people I'm trying to get through that I just know and have heard of and done research on. But even if you don't have a spiritual business, it doesn't have to be a spiritual business. There's parents who listen. There's 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 mothers who listen. Is 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 something for everybody. So you know, get this is a platform I can shout you out. <laughs> so hit me up please email me because i want y'all to get to your bag you gotta invest to get into your bag and this is just kind of promotion i also just don't know where to refer people money aside i read people all day long okay when stuff comes up in divination they need this type of root they need herbs they need this that and the third i don't know who to guide them to i mean i have my handful of people that i know who i go to for work but they don't have everything like, do you sell herbs? Who, who are the black people? And who are the people of color? Who is selling these things? I don't know how to tell people what you do if I don't know who you are. I'm so tired of telling people, um, uh, I don't know. You could go to Amazon, you know? And I'm, I don't want to promote Amazon. I really don't. Where are the black farmers who are growing this up who want to sell it? I need to know who you are so I can tell people to buy from you wholesale. So... I'm saying all some of this is like, yes, reach out to me for sponsorships and ads, but also like, I, I tell me so I can put people on so that we can be in this together. I hope that makes sense. Cause I'm so tired. I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not giving uh, no shade. I love original Botanica, but I just, I thought they were Latinx owned this whole time. They not, I can't give nobody no more money that ain't in it with me. So if you in it with me, hashtag let's build. <laughs> hashtag let's build. <laughs> but 
But like, I need to know who you are. I want you to, I want to know who you are because I want to support you. Okay. I had to get that off my chest. I had to get that off my chest. Um, also, we are in the midst of Mercury retrograde. It's fine. We're okay. <laughs> ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. We're okay. We're going to be well. If you are a patron, you saw that I did a Patreon reading, an ancestral reading on how to get through Mercury retrograde. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because it was for my patrons, but hashtag we're gonna be all right we're gonna be fine breathe do your shadow work stuff is gonna come up it's gonna be difficult but you can move through it. it and it's true it's true no need to freak out this is a time to be reflective so be reflective and be on your self-care shit too that's very important um okay that's what i wanted to say let's get into donations and then we're going to get into the show into the show So A Little Juju podcast is written, hosted, edited, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love and healing, but labor nonetheless, because podcasting ain't free. It takes time, resources, money, and energy to produce this show for you uh, bi-weekly, which is why donations are so important. There are a few ways to donate to the show, both monetarily and non-monetarily. So the first way I'll mention is monetarily, and you can do that through Patreon, which allows you to contribute to the show monthly. So on the first of the month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, ranging from $1 to really as many dollars as you like. And based on the level of donation is the level of content you'll receive from me via Patreon, including exclusive deals, discounts, videos, and even some of my eBooks. And if that's too committal for you, feel free to drop a coin in the Cash App or the Venmo at I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E, it's Jujubay. Or you can hit me up on the PayPal at thejujubay at gmail.com. And before I get into the non-monetary ways to donate, let me shout out this week's patrons. Yay! So big shout out to this week's patrons. We have Jasmine Curtis. Thank you for editing your pledge. Michaela Gilbert. Thank you so much. Julissa. Ayala, thank you, Jalisa, for becoming a patron. Thank you, Vanessa Alvarado. (laughs) Thank you so much to Arnita Pittman for editing your pledge and still being a patron. Thank you for, um, thank you, Francis, for becoming a patron. Akil Harris, Big Empress Energy. It's Clementine, Chloe in the building. (laughs) Thank you for becoming a patron, boo. Big shout out to Danny G for becoming a patron. Intuitive. Iona, thank you. D. Delphinium, thank you so much for becoming a patron. Giraffocentric, thank you for editing your pledge and being a patron. Thank you to, and shout out to Ama for being a patron. Tejan Mays, thank you. Cortland Alexander, thank you for editing your pledge. Aaron, Aaron Lang is a patron. Hey, boo, thank you for becoming a patron and supporting me. Quetz. Cadence. I like that name. Thank you, Quetz. Sharonda Nelson. Thank you. Sanaya Ray. Thank you so much. Zoria. Julia. Isha Somerville. Thank you for editing your pledge. Tights. Taylor or Tights. Taylor. Thank you so much. OMG. Thank you for becoming a patron. Tiffany Adams. Thank you. Fatusek Primus. For two sec pr- primus, thank you so much for becoming a patron. Naja Carter, thank you. 
for editing your pledge echo jones thank you for editing your pledge and that is all the patrons so thank you thank you thank you big old shout out you all help me do this work you all are providing and sharing financial blessings with me so i am sharing the energy of financial abundance and blessings right back with you i actually um y'all are getting one oil out of me let me be very clear not my patrons i'm talking just to the general y'all <laughs> y'all getting one oil out of me i'm not an oils girl well i am but i don't want to be y'all get one oil out of me and it is an abundance oil I'll talk more about it later. But I'm probably going to post about it on social media soon. But I'm, I am going to put out an abundance oil. Now, I definitely want to do a working for all of my patrons. I'm going to just do one little pot. We're going to get this abundance oil popping. I feel like that is definitely how I want to share the energy of abundance with you all and those who support me. Um, because, yeah, I'm, we're going to get this abundance work popping for the patrons. Uh, so thank you so much. Oh! child i just got a patron just now shout out to joe paris thank you so much for becoming a patron and getting it right in so that you are in this episode i get i get little messages from patreon when i get a new one so thank you thank you thank you sharing the abundance the energy of abundance with everyone y'all who hit me up on the cash app y'all who do all the things uh, i appreciate you so so much thank you for making this work possible for me thank you for taking care of me um i'm gonna take care of y'all with this working and, uh, okay, let's get into the, the other ways. And for the non-monetary ways to support the show, just shout us out. Hashtag ALJPod at a little juju podcast on Instagram at it's juju bay. Let people know what you are listening to. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, rate five stars and comment. If you can subscribe on whatever platform you're using, this helps the algorithm. This helps uh, let people know what you are listening to. And what I always say, this helps spread the good juju gospel. So I appreciate all of you who consistently are always tagging and shouting out and tweeting and all of that and letting people know what you're listening to because it matters it matters so much to me so thank you to all of you who contribute to the show in whatever way that you decide to it is deeply appreciated uh really quick i want to shout out uh so typically i have somebody edit my interview episodes big shout out to mariah and royal they've been holding that area down and then i edit my own my own um podcasts but I can't, <laughs> I can't, I'm over it, I, I just can't, so I've been having support from Kobe, Kobe reached out, um, and wanted to help with editing, and just has been, hasn't edited an episode yet, oh, we'll be editing this episode, but just has been supporting me and looking for new, new, uh, equipment, better equipment, talking about levels, basically a whole bunch of things that I don't understand. And I really am not that committed to understanding because there are people who understand it and I'm about helping and I'm about getting help. <laughs> so I just want to shout out Kobe because Kobe has gone above and beyond. Kobe asked to help edit the show, but Kobe been sending me stuff like, okay, this will be helpful. Doo -doo 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 -doo. So we stand. Thank you so much, Kobe. I know you're listening cause you finna edit this episode. So I appreciate you. Um, and yeah okay let's get into the show all you need is a little juju so as i said before this is our black history episode where i talk about and uplift root workers conjurers conjure doctors spiritualists over time and last week i talked about two weeks ago we talked about gullah jack and he was our 
black history facts. This week we are talking about Miss Mary Ellen Pleasant. And when I tell you all I love her, I stand <laughs> her. Um I had never heard of Miss Mary Ellen Pleasant, actually. Um I was just doing research. I was like, Spirit, just guide me to who I should talk about. Just just I don't know. I was typing in names popular conjurers it just I don't know but then I came across Mary Ellen Pleasant and I was like oh this is a conjurer this is a conjurer and it's interesting because okay let's just get into it because it's not like she was okay let's just get into it because I, I really 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 love her and I think that she's a good example of how we can use our our gifts for others and how you know it might not always look like you know, work in the roots. Everyone's not a spiritual worker. We all have our, our, our duty and we are, we can all conjure. We can all create something, you know, out of quote unquote, nothing. And she's just, she's, she's such a possibility, uh, in regards to that. So Miss Mary Ellen Pleasant, who, who is that? So she was a woman who her story is, it's a lot of mystery surrounding it. I think with a lot of our ancestors, you know, particularly who were born in the 1800s. She was born around 1814. We don't often get to have a lot of information around them because as they were black people, things were not documented because they were not seen as human. There was no reason to really care about where they were traveling to. There was no reason to document what was going on in their lives. So, you know, we see that with her. Uh, in addition to that, though, she did write an autobiography, but a lot of the research that I was doing is saying that she actually switched up a lot of what she would say about her life. So some of it is hearsay. Some of it is, is rumor. Some of it is what people understand as fact about her life. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, people have been trying to piece together her story for a very long time. Um, okay, so Mary... Ellen Pleasant. She was also known as the mother of civil rights in California. People also called her the Harriet Tubman of California. So, like I said, she was born around around 1814. Um, most accounts say that she was born on a plantation in Georgia as an enslaved person. So, um, that's typically what most historians say. In her autobiography, though, she said that she was born in Philadelphia. So... <laughs> she was born to a, a, a mama from Louisiana, a black woman. And in her autobiography, she said that she was born from a Hawaiian father. She was very light skinned. She could pass as white. Um, now, as I was researching, spirit was kind of telling me that her father was white. So that's my own piece you know, sometimes you read things and spirits kind of like, uh-uh, that ain't true or it, it's a little bit different. She says she was from Louisiana and Hawaiian when I was reading. I think she, she, I think, I think there may have been a traumatic story about who her father is, is what I'll say. Anywho, she was eventually, so she worked on a plantation in Georgia. She was eventually sent to Massachusetts as a domestic servant. So she was not enslaved anymore, but she still was in having to provide service and live, you know, cooking for white folks. Um, and it was actually, a she was a domestic servant to a family of abolitionists of white abolitionists in Massachusetts, which I think is interesting. Um, so of course they want to eradicate slavery and 
domestic servitude is not necessarily slavery, but they still would had they still had help, which is just kind of like whoa. But they're abolitionists, so they're trying to eradicate this thing. But they're also like have black hired help who have to work their way out of being in service to them. So that was interesting. But yeah, she worked with abolitionists, so she was in a space where she was actually meeting a lot of other abolitionists. Uh, other people were coming over, very famous abolitionists. So she was kind of in the in the mix a little bit as a as a domestic servant. Um, eventually, she worked her way out of bondage and she started passing it as white. So the family knew that she was black, but she she kind of created a relationship with them. Um, she made a friend. She you know she made a friend with one of the granddaughters. So she was young. She was young at this time in her teens, I believe, late teens, early late teens. So she started passing. She started passing as white, and she eventually married a man named James Smith, still in Massachusetts, but no longer um, a domestic servant. Um, so James Smith was either white or he was passing different accounts, say different things. Historians do not know for sure. I think that he was passing. I think he was a black passing man just as she was passing. But anyway, so James Smith owned a plantation, but he freed his slaves. Um, and he would send them North. So, he also owned, I think, a, a flower business. So he had a little bit of a coin on him. He he had a little coin because he, you know, he had land. Um, he was passing or white. I think he was passing, but he sort of used his privilege in that sense of quote unquote having slaves, but then actually just sending them, <laughs> sending them north. So they got married and Pleasant and James Smith worked together as so you know, quote unquote, slave stealers, uh, in the underground railroad. So they were kind of like, uh, a safe area for people to come to. They sent people North, they sent people as far as Canada. So they were doing like important work, right? They were, you know, they had money, they had land, they had resources and they, they, used it for the betterment of their people. They saw that uh, there was other folks around who were enslaved. They were buying freedom. They were do buying folks freedom, doing just bomb, just being bomb, right? Um, and so eventually he, Smith ended up passing around 1840. And so, you know, Mama Mary, Miss Mary, she was left with a cute little inheritance because he had a little coin, you know, she got a little coin. So she got her money up. You know, she living she, and she's still doing really powerful abolition work. So then eventually, as she's still doing that work by herself, she meets a man named Mr. JJ. Mr. JJ. Uh, Pleasant. And they continued to do the abolition work. He was a black man. He was not a passing man. He was, he was, he was black, black. Okay. So uh, JJ, Mr. JJ and Miss Mary, they moved to uh, New Orleans for a short period of time. And JJ was actually, they say, you know, he was actually good friends with Marie Laveau's husband. And for those who don't know, Marie Laveau is a very famous voodoo priest, very famous, very famous voodoo priest. Um, if you watch American Horror Story, you know who Marie Laveau is. That's one, you know, telling of her life but yeah very famous you can google her 
anyway, JJ was friends with Marie Laveau's husband. And so there's some rumors going around that uh, Mary Pleasant and Marie Laveau became close and that they used to meet up and do voodoo together. (laughs) That's one of the, the tales and the rumors that they would have, you know, they became good girlfriends, but it seemed like they're... I think they was doing some some working behind the scenes, which great. So eventually, uh, Mary Pleasant and JJ moved from from New Orleans to San Francisco because there's a lot of opportunity in California at this time. Um, this is like eighteen. We're thinking eighteen sixties, not eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties. You know, it's a California, of course, it's not to say that there was not racism and anti-blackness, but it was a whole lot more opportunity there than there was in the South um, and even in some place, places in the North. So, you know, she moves to San Francisco and she passes as white. Remember, she people see her as a white woman. Uh, well, white people see her as a white woman. So she moves there. She starts using her. She's still with her husband. But she uses the name of her her passing husband or maybe her white husband who had passed before who left her inheritance. So she kind of went there like, yeah, I'm so-and-so's widow, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, she was a great cook. She was a great cook. So she ended up sort of in circles where she was cooking for the elite of San Francisco. Uh, so like business owners, governors, just kind of like the higher ups, the white folks. She was cooking for them. She was in, you know, these spaces where they're talking about businesses and finances and she's giving them liquors and she's giving them food. And she's just and she's very, um, you know, alluring. She's interesting. She she's holding good conversation. Everyone loves Miss Mary Pleasant. These white people love her, love her. They're like, who is this white woman? She can cook. She's so fun. She's you know, she's giving us financial advice. So eventually she um, creates her own businesses because everyone wants to be in her space. Everyone wants to get food from Miss Pleasant. Everyone wants to meet up with her. So she's very respected and she sort of kind of grows like a business out of that. So she, because she's around business owners and stuff, people want to be in business with her. So she starts owning restaurants. Um, she, she meets a man named Thomas Bell, a white man. Thomas Bell and her go into business together. They're owning laundromats, like I said, restaurants. Um, it seemed like some type of like bread and be- breakfast kind of things, like all of that. Rumor also says that she was owning brothels too. So she was doing it all, okay? And amassed a fortune to around $30 million. This is in the 1800s, y'all. $30 million? That's about, I looked it up, that's about... 650 million in today's numbers but even still 30 million is still a lot in today's number in 2020 i'm still shook at 30 million so so she was she was miss mary pleasant was about her coin okay um but what's amazing is that the black people knew she was black the black people knew she was black. So while she, she lived kind of this double life thing, she was in these elite circles and cooking and owning all these, this fortune, but she's an abolitionist. So she's still sending black folks north. She's still, um, hiring black people. Like black people were traveling to San Francisco at this time because Miss Mary was there and they knew once you go to Miss Mary, You'll have a job. You'll have resources. Anything that folks needed, that's who they went to. Um, 
So she was doing a lot um, and living this kind of double life. Uh, she actually got the name Black City Hall. That's what black folks called her. Miss Mary was, so she was like that bitch, okay? She was that. Then she's taking these white people's money and giving it to black people. She's hiring black people. Um, she made it, and she almost made it cool to hire black folks. Like you want, because she was, so the other white people she was around, like she's like, yeah, I, I hire, I hire Negroes because, you know, that's just what you should do. And the white people like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, you're treating her well. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like everyone just wanted to be her and wanted to do what she was doing. Um, she was funding slave revolts she was funding uprisings she was um filing lawsuits against racist things that were happening in the city like if something happened to somebody that a white folk somebody white did she was on their ass she was on their ass she was on their ass by filing all these lawsuits but also people say that she was working people and doing she was she was doing that voodoo, honey. She was, uh, you know, it is it's it's some. I read some things that she was really good with blackmailing. That there was some that she used to work roots on people. She used to work roots on white folks to make sure that they stayed in line and did what they were supposed to do. That they made sure that she, that she got her money from them. That she would blackmail them if any of them maybe knew, found out that she was black or found out, you know, that she was actually working as a a, a freedom fighter on the low. She she was doing she was doing craft. <laughs> OK, now the part with the craft is a, is a rumor. She was definitely doing the other things with the lawsuits. I mean, you can see that information It's public information, but. um. The, the the other things around what she was doing spiritually are, are the rumors, but I mean, I definitely think she was doing it. I definitely think she was. It's it's no doubt in my mind when I was researching her, I was like, oh, you was conjuring these people. You 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 had these names in your shoe. You was working these people's heads to get what you want for freedom. We love to see it. We love to see it. So, uh, one of the really famous revolts that she funded was John Henry's. It's a very, 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 very famous uprising. If you do not, if you've not heard about John Henry, he's a white man, but he was basically trying to overthrow, he was an abolitionist trying to overthrow the institution of, of slavery. And she, a bad bitch, lived in San Francisco at the time, traveled to um, Virginia where this uprising was going to be. And gave John Henry $15,000 uh, at that time and to support it. Now, John Henry ended up being hanged. He was, he was, he was lynched. But um, they found in his pocket, when, after he was hung, there was a letter that said, like, I support your work. Here's 15000 You know, that's it. And it said, signed. M-E-P, Mary Ellen Pleasant, but her M's looked like a W. And so, you know, it's a big deal because John Henry was hung, you know, it was like, who is W-E-P? Who gave this man $15,000? Like, we have to figure out who this is supporting this these revolts and these uprisings. No, 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 this is not okay. And she went free. She went scotch-free because she's M-E-P. <laughs> She's not WEP. So she's 
she skedaddled her right her way right on back to San Francisco unharmed. No one was checking for her, passing, living her life. So, um in 1865, I believe, she thought that it was safe then to come out as black to the masses because, you know, again, everyone thought, white people thought she was white. She checked black on the census. She wrote she was black and all hell broke loose, basically. People felt scammed they felt deceived they felt um yeah they, they, they didn't like that and even though white people you know knew that she was doing you know that she was hiring black and and, and maybe even knew that she was an abolitionist to an extent it's different for a white person to do that but then to find out that oh you a nigga <laughs> Oh, you a nigga doing this? You we have we've been having a nigga up in here. So a whole bunch of shit just ensued from that. People the papers went crazy. Um she was getting sued left and right. Who she really got sued by and it and it made it such a strong impact was Thomas Bell's people so thomas bell had passed that's the one who she amassed a fortune with her business partner some say lover uh again you know when i'm reading information with the ancestralty they were definitely fucking hello they were they 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 were fucking okay he had a wife he had a family but he was getting money with miss mary and they was having sex so anywho um Thomas Bell died and his widow starts suing Miss Pleasant because she's like, well, this is my fortune. That was my husband. And that ended up, and because she's now black and people don't respect her as much, she did, she ended up losing a lot of coin because everyone was just coming for her, but specifically the Bell family was coming for her neck. Now, so she was, you know, had issues with finances. Like I said, the media at the time and the newspaper were calling her a witch. They were saying that she poisoned the senator. They were saying that she was responsible for certain people dying. She was responsible for Thomas Bell dying. And they just went ham on her practicing voodoo. Like they just called her the voodoo lady Um, to the point where she started playing into it. And she was carrying around a crystal ball. She was like, I don't really care what y'all say. They started calling her Mammy Pleasant. You will see if you do any research on Mary Ellen Pleasant, some things come up as Mammy Pleasant. Um, dragged. They dragged her, but they they had a field day with her her religion. And she did actually most likely practice Vodun. That was passed down to her from her grandmother. They say that her grandmother actually was a priestess, a, a voodoo, pri- a voodoo priest, a priestess. So, um, and remember, her mother was from Louisiana. And remember, she also was she was good friends with Miss Marie Marie Laveau. So yeah, she she most likely was practicing voodoo, and uh, you know, was working people and working and conjuring. Uh, so. Like I said, they had a field day with that. 
but she really didn't let any of their words get to her. She still sort of continued to do the work that she was doing. Um, she continued to fight for freedom till 1904 when she died of heart failure. Um, she's quoted as saying, you know, you know my cause well. My cause was the cause of freedom and equality for myself and for my people. And I'd rather be a corpse than a coward. I'd rather be a corpse than a coward. And, you know, I really wanted to... Oh, let me add this before I get into that. Um, they say that she actually haunts. Like, there's a tour that you can go on in San Francisco... And she, she said to haunt a specific corner or a specific park um, for whatever reason. I think because there's a rumor that she she used to, as Thomas Bell was dying, she would feed him slop or she would feed his children slop and she was doing quote unquote witchcraft on him. And, you know, just because she she was angry or whatever, she was haunting a corner. Uh, so there's a whole, like, ghost story about her, actually. Now, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. But she was a very significant uh, figure in the 1800s in San Francisco. And not just black San Francisco, but just at, in general. I mean, who amasses $30 million? I mean, I guess you you can. I mean, passing aside... White people wasn't amassing that much money. And she was living double a double life. Um, and used her power and used her impact as a way to free other people, free her people. That is the work. Like, that's the hoodoo right there. That is the commitment to community and commitment to um, others that, I mean, that's exactly what she should have been doing. Like, she used her financial gains for the freedom and liberation of people. And she used them roots as well. I know she did. And I know she probably was black mailing people saying, I can put a spell on you. Y'all think I'm a voodoo, whatever. Okay. I do actually know some voodoo. So I am going to do this. But I'm also conjuring for healing and freedom. I'm also conjuring for opportunity and wealth and success and abundance so that I can share it with my people because it's supposed to be shared with my people. Um, you know, this isn't an example of someone who was actually, that we know was quote unquote conjuring or, you know, it's just rumor, it's just story, it's just... It's just hearsay, um, like much of her life. But if you, but like we know that she was. Like when I was researching her, I was like, oh yes, you were, yeah, yeah, you was a witch. <laughs> you was a witch. And I think it's an example of how we can use our gifts to, again, manifest and create a reality for ourselves in our communities. You know, everyone is not a reader. You know, everyone is not a root worker. Everyone's not an herbalist. Everyone's not doing all that. But some people have really, really powerful abundance work. 
Some people are really good at amassing wealth and conjuring that for themselves. And it's not always about needing to conjure to sell an oil or needing to conjure and start doing readings or, or needing to be any of that. Sometimes it's just make it, getting your life to a place so that you can support other people. Maybe it's just for your business. She was juju in them businesses. How you come, how do you born enslaved and then you become a millionaire? But it's not even the, the, the amazement is not even in the wealth itself. It's what she did with it, what she was able to do. We can conjure for that. Like I'm conjuring so that I can have a sustainable business and practice so that I can share with people. Um, so that I can put my money towards radical change. You know, like that was her role. In this it wasn't she wasn't conjuring to be the best you know voodoo doctor she was conjuring to keep her to, to get her keep her businesses running and she was conjuring to protect herself and her people and she was threatening and blackmailing and using her practice as a way to do it if it wasn't in alignment with what she needed to do for her people and her community, like a bad bitch, a bad bitch. So I, I really wanted to just talk about her and uplift her name and say, thank you to this elevated ancestor. Like I want to elevate her because it, it's just, it's, it's like, a, a, we can just like a possibility. She's just a possibility model. She's just a possibility model to me. Um, because that's how we're supposed to be in, in community. And sometimes it looks like... Y'all hear my stomach growling, child? Sometimes it looks like he can with certain people to get what we want. To, and taking their money. And putting it towards causes that we believe in. So, I... I'm so appreciative of Miss Mary Ellen Pleasant. I'm so happy that I came across her and her work. I'm so happy and honored to continue to study her. I got to go to San Francisco now. And I want to go on this little ghost tour and see where she's haunting. And if she is haunting, I'm going to put out some elevation for her because, and pour some libation. Because that's the energy that I need in my life. It really is. And... You know, unfortunately, she died. Well, you know what? I was about to say, unfortunately, she died without much money. But I really don't even think it was about the money so much for her. It was about dying in honor because she, yeah, dying with honor. And she did. Like I said, she was highly respected amongst black people. She was black city hall. That was, that was mama. That was mama Mary. It's just so like, oh, I just, I just, I just really, really like her story. Um, and I see her as a conjurer to be elevated and to honor. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. So I hope you all enjoyed that story. Big um, praise and honor to loving and honorable ancestor Mary Ellen Pleasant. And may your legacy continue to be uplifted 
may we continue to say your name thank you for all the work that you have done for our people the freedom work that you that you did continuously like she was on the underground railroad y'all like what a queen <laughs> a queen but anyway thank you so much i hope you all enjoyed this episode and if you have any more information about her let me know thank you so much for tuning into another episode of a little juju podcast i appreciate you all so so much if you want to follow me on the gram at itsjujubae and the podcast page is at a little juju podcast spelled all the way out all of this will be in the show notes of course um you can also follow me at it's Juju Bay on Twitter where I cut the fuck up. Um, follow me because I'm going to be announcing a few things that I'm doing. You know, this oil that's finna come out. Um, this one oil y'all gonna get from me. This one oil. <laughs> um, I have an event coming up in PG County. Hey, Maryland. So my DC folk, my, my Maryland folk. My Virginia people, follow me on on social media because I'll be posting about that on Sunday. It's February 20, um, when is it? The 29th, I believe. But just, just, uh, just follow me on social media to keep up with the things that I'm doing so we can hang out and meet and do all the fun things. All right. I appreciate you all so much. Love you guys. Be well, be blessed. You deserve that. You deserve things to come with you with ease, too. You really do. I ain't saying stop and working. But what I am saying is that you deserve things without work. Work aside. Okay? Make some time for yourself. Change your ancestor water. <laughs> and give them some coffee. I love you guys. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later. See you in two weeks. <laughs>